Happy day, Rosario Garcia with Why Jesus. Hoping that you're having a fabulous Sunday and that you are taking time to take a little breather and maybe hopefully relax a little bit. Um, it's probably the only day where we can enjoy a little bit more of our family. So I'm hoping that you are doing just that. And if you are not or can't, I hope that you find a quiet moment within your mind to know that you are a child of God and God loves you. So today I want to share with you the week of July 27th through August 2nd, um, the book of Alma chapters 39 through 42 in the Book of Mormon, and this section covers what they call the Great Plan of Happiness. And this is one of my favorite parts, just because Alma the father is talking to his children, and this to me is a great example of how we can do that with our own children. And so, you know, each one of their children is different. And in this particular section, he's talking to a son named Corianton. And Corianton has uh, committed sexual sin. And so this is like a very... Um, sensitive topic for a lot of people to talk about um, you know the, teaching our children about their body and the power of procreation and keeping themselves pure and clean from getting into sexuality before they're ready or before they're married is not an easy topic for any one of us and we can only go back and think of how we learned things and know that this is something that we need to be able to do and do well with our children. And so any examples we get from good parents in this field is always welcomed by me. And so Alma, the prophet, if you remember, uh, has gone out to teach among various cities and he has taken his sons along to teach and be part of the ministry of teaching the Word of God. And this particular son was tempted and he fell. And so we're going to see how Alma addresses that. But this section covers a couple of important topics. I'm going to go over those. Um, first section is called sexual sin is an abomination in the sight of the Lord um, I will be resurrected and stand before God to be judged I can seek answers to my gospel questions in faith and the atonement of Jesus Christ makes the plan of redemption possible and so very important topics 
One of my favorites here is in the talking about the resurrection and I don't think you could ever get as clear a definition about what happens when we die and how we will be resurrected at some point or another in our lives. So it is an awesome section too. I am going to dig in here and read uh, the couple of paragraphs that are talked about at the very beginning. And it says, when someone we love has made a serious mistake, it can be hard to know how to respond. Part of what makes Alma 39 through 42 so valuable is that it reveals how Alma, a disciple of Christ who once had his own grievous sins to repent of, handled such a situation. Alma's son, Corianton, had committed sexual sin, and Alma, as he often did, trusted the power of the true doctrine to encourage repentance. In these chapters, we observe, observe Alma's boldness in condemning sin and his tenderness and love for Corianton, and ultimately... We sense Alma's confidence that the Savior shall come to take away the sins and declare glad tidings of salvation to those who repent. The fact that Corianton eventually returned to the work of the ministry can give us hope for the forgiveness and redemption when we are troubled about our own sins or the sins of someone we love. So, this kind of sets the stage for how Elma is going to talk to his son. And if you are a first listener today and you want to get access to what it is I just read and this particular section, you are welcome to go online to lds.org look under scriptures uh, click on the come follow me manual uh, then click on individuals and families and then choose the book of mormon and from there you can choose the week that is being covered and today's week is july 27 through august 2nd so It is important to consider that uh, Alma has, in previous uh, I podcasts, we you have heard about how he talked to his other sons and what he entrusted to them. So here we are on talking to this particular son who, you know, has not done as well as his other brothers. And so we're going to dig into the scriptures a little bit because he says it beautifully. And I don't want to take away from that. So I'm just going to read what he says. It says, My son, give ear to my words, for I say unto you, even as I had said unto Helaman, that inasmuch as ye shall keep the commandments... 
ye shall prosper in the land. Okay, I went to a different section here. Give me one second. I'm trying to find my way. Okay. Um, he says, And now, my son, I have somewhat more to say unto thee than what I said unto thy brother. For behold, have ye not observed the steadiness of thy brother, his faithfulness and his diligence in keeping the commandments of God? Behold, has he not set a good example for thee? For thou didst not give so much heed unto my words as did thy brother among the people of the Zoramites. Now this is what I have against thee. Thou didst go unto boasting in thy strength and thy wisdom. And this is not all, my son. Thou didst do that which is was grievous unto me. For thou didst forsake the ministry and did go over unto the land of Siren among the borders of the Lamanites after the harlot Isabel. Yea, she did steal away the hearts of many, but this was no excuse for thee, my son. Thou shouldest have tended to the ministry wherewith thou wast entrusted. Know ye not, my son, that these things are an abomination in the sight of the Lord? Yea, most abominable above all sins, save it be the shedding of innocent blood, or denying the Holy Ghost? For behold, if ye deny the Holy Ghost when it was once had had a place in you, and ye know that ye deny it, behold, this is a sin which is unpardonable. Yea, and whosoever murdereth against the light and knowledge of God, it is not easy for him to obtain forgiveness. Yea, I say unto you, my son, that it is not easy for him to obtain a forgiveness. And now, my son, I would... I would to God that ye had not been guilty of so great a crime. I would not dwell upon your crimes to harrow up your soul if it were not for your good. But behold, ye cannot hide your crimes from God, and except ye repent, they will stand as a testimony against you at the last day. Now, my son, I would that ye should repent and forsake your sins and go no more after the lusts of your eyes but cross yourself in all these things for except ye do this ye can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God or remember and take it upon you and cross yourself in these things and I command you to take it upon you to counsel with your elder brothers in your undertakings for behold Thou art in thy youth, and ye stand in need to be nourished by your brothers, and give heed to their counsel. Suffer not yourself to be led away by any vain or foolish thing. Suffer not the devil to lead away your heart again after those wicked harlots. Behold, O my son, how great iniquity ye brought upon the Zoramites, 
for when they saw your conduct, they would not believe in my words. And now the Spirit of the Lord doth say unto me, Command thy children to do good, lest they lead away the hearts of many people to destruction. Therefore I command you, my son, in the fear of God, that ye refrain from your iniquities, that ye turn to the Lord with all your mind, might, and strength, that ye lead away the hearts of no more to do wickedly, but rather return unto them and acknowledge your faults and that wrong which ye have done. Seek not after riches, nor the vain things of this world, for behold, you cannot carry them with you. And now, my son, I would say somewhat unto you concerning the coming of Christ. Behold, I say unto you that it is he that surely shall come to take away the sins of the world. Yea, he cometh to declare glad tidings of salvation unto this people. And now, my son, this was the ministry unto which ye were called to declare these glad tidings unto this people, to prepare their minds, or rather, that salvation might come unto them, that they may prepare their minds, the minds of their children, to hear the word at the same time of his coming, at the time of his coming. And now I will ease your mind somewhat on this subject. Behold, you marvel why these things should be known so long beforehand. Behold, I say unto you, is not a soul at this time as precious unto God as a soul will be at the time of his coming? Is it not as necessary that the plan of redemption should be made known unto this people as well as unto their children? Is it not as easy at this time for the Lord to send his angel to declare these glad tidings unto us as unto our children or as after the time of his coming? So to me, this was an awesome example of what we parents should do with our children. Um, Alma says, God commands me to teach you to do good things, and I would not talk to you this way unless it was for your good. And so I think a lot of the times as parents, we are courage. Um, you know, it's hard to find at times and we just don't want to go to certain subjects and, you know, deal with stumbling through it. But the bottom line is that either we educate them and tell them or the world is going to do it. And we have seen plenty of examples of what the world teaches. And on this topic of sexual sin, I am hoping that 
we can all agree that what we see on television, on social media, on the internet, uh, the music that is prevalent, it is all designed to minimize the importance of keeping ourselves sexually pure, uh, of understanding that you know, exploring our sexual feelings should only be done with a spouse where someone that you have committed to um, and marry and to have children together. And so it, it is hard when you are bombarded with all of these messages that are contrary to that and literally by watching the things we watch and listening and seeing the examples of people around us and of you know these so-called stars and leaders around us we are becoming desensitized to thinking that keeping ourselves chaste is important. And it, it is important. And there's a little section here that talks about this particular uh, section uh, where is sexual sin is an abomination in the sight of the Lord. Um, it says here, to impress upon his son the seriousness of sexual sin, Alma taught that these things are an abomination in sight of the Lord. He also explained that it is such a high sin that only shedding blood of a person is worse than that. And that is pretty grievous. But like I said, the world will make it look like it's not a big deal. And so we set ourselves up to reap the consequences of dealing with the situations that come when we do not follow that commandment. And so I have seen that play out horribly in life and, uh, you know, we lose self-esteem, self-confidence, we forget who we are, that we're children of God, because we, we don't feel good about committing these kinds of sins. It, it just no matter how much we try to say that it's okay, our soul tells us it's not okay. And so um, they go further into explaining why it is important. And it says, why is it important to the Lord? Why is chastity important to you? 
And Jeffrey R. Holland has um, a helpful explanation. It says, clearly among his greatest concerns regarding mortality are how one gets into this world and how one gets out of it. He has set very strict limits in these matters. Human intimacy is reserved for a married couple because it is the ultimate symbol of total union, a totality, and a union ordained and defined by God. Marriage was intended to mean the complete merger of a man and a woman. This is a union of such completeness that we use the word seal to convey its eternal promise. And so it says, how does it help you further understand the importance of the law of chastity and how to overcome temptation? It says, Alma's teachings also demonstrate how eager the Lord is to forgive us when we repent and that there is hope for all of us. So, you know, here we hear that sexual sin is an abomination in the eyes of God, and but we also read, and in hearing Alma talk to Corianton, we also can feel how God is ready to forgive us if we choose to repent, humble ourselves and repent ourselves of what we have done and uh, promise not to do it again and then um, continue to live the commandments of God. Clearly that is the path to go and a lot of the times we do not go through those proper steps of acknowledging we have done wrong and becoming humble and accepting that that was not appropriate and therefore we do not ask to be forgiven and we go on our way thinking that we're okay as long as we don't do it anymore. We can't just cheat ourselves of not going through the process of repentance or we will still feel and go through the consequences of those actions and yeah the way that eats up at us is lack of self-confidence depression anxiety you name it um, there's lots of different consequences to it and also it will make it tougher when you do get married and find that perfect man or woman in your eyes and have to deal with um, you know your past and talking about it and dealing uh, with some of the choices that were made back then etc that is not an easy conversation with a future spouse it really is not and so bottom line why even go there but I realize that it's happening so prevalent left and right because the world doesn't see it um, that way we are becoming more desensitized by the movies and music industry 
to think this is acceptable, but it's not. And as horrible as the sin is, I cannot, I cannot even contemplate and understand the level of wickedness that people involve themselves with when they commit these crimes, these kind of horrible sins against beautiful children. I, this is playing out right now in our world, people. Crimes against humanity, especially crimes against our beautiful children on sexuality and exploiting their sexuality and robbing them of that. Oh my gosh, I cannot even begin to consider what wrath of God awaits us for not standing up and not teaching our children so that they can keep themselves as safe as possible from predators. I, I cannot, I, I am flabbergasted at the thought of what we hear is being perpetuated against our beautiful children, just innocent people and, you know, men and women as well, but especially our children. I cannot fathom the level of wickedness that it takes to do that. But more than that, I cannot phantom what the almighty God who sees all of the crimes being committed and how he's going to judge them and literally bring his wrath upon them. And so when I think of the words that Elma said, that sexual sin is so abominable, only second into committing or murdering someone, that tells me the level of wrath he is going to bring upon us um, for these crimes that are being committed against these beautiful sacred children. And so this whole topic here is so important to give me courage to be able to stand as a parent and teach my children how to live right and how to love and protect their children and teach their children so that they don't fall prey uh, to a lot of what's going on in the world with this particular sin. I would hope that all of us prepare ourselves mentally to understand that just because we don't talk about these topics with our children because they are 
so sensitive or because we feel like a duck out of water not knowing what to say or how to go about it let's not kid ourselves this is happening in our society in the same way that it was happening in ancient times and just as there were secret combinations doing these horrible things back then there are some today and just because we call ourselves a civilized nation and world doesn't mean these horrific things are not happening there clearly have been perpetrated throughout history and so we need to prepare ourselves spiritually to be able to talk to our children and spiritually to be able to stand up against organizations that are promoting this in our in what we see and what we watch and what we hear we are being desensitized i mean some of these toys that are coming out oh my gosh who thinks of that some of these books that uh, our children are now reading in schools uh, we we need to be able to be the parents that have the courage to teach our children and not let the world teach them uh, what they think is important so I know it's a sensitive topic we did not even get into the resurrection yet so obviously this is a part two in this particular section but I just wanted to let you know parents you're not alone this is a hard topic you're not alone God is with us God is with us he left his scriptures to say to us what we should do how we can do it here's a perfect example in these scriptures on how to do it and honestly reading that it just made me feel like oh my gosh I gotta do better I gotta be better give me strength uh, to do it um, help me find the right words to say and not stumble and help me teach my children the sacredness of their bodies and the powers of procreation and help them feel the spirit of the scriptures and understanding how important it is that they remain sexually clean in their lives um, save only when they get married and it's a hard topic but God has not left us alone just know that there is many resources that can help you and that more powerfully the Word of God gives you that strength and it will, he will guide you give you the words um, to touch the hearts and minds of your beautiful children so may God bless you in this endeavor and bless all of us as we try to do our best as parents and it's just good community members that, you know, teach those children that may be less fortunate uh, to have the guidance to still be good examples unto them of that. And so I hope you have a great rest of the day and I will talk to you on part two.